Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we read a letter from St. Faustina to Father Sapochko from August of 1936. Krakow, 14, 9th of August, 1936, Post Office Box 79, J.M.J., Most Reverend, Dear Father in Jesus Christ, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your letter and for the instructions you gave me, and especially for this booklet. Oh, how greatly my spirit rejoiced in God when I saw this work, in which God's wishes are so faithfully and deeply reflected. I feel and I know how much they will accomplish in people's souls, because they contain the very breath of God. Oh, my Father, it cost me a lot to ask for this booklet. Mother Superior humiliated me as much as she possibly could. She said that she would inform Mother General about all this. I apologized to Mother Superior and left empty-handed, but deep in my soul I felt that I would obtain this booklet, and I rejoiced in it and in what is contained therein. But a few days later, Mother Superior herself brought this booklet to my cell. I sensed how she herself was delighted with this work. But I should also mention that I have not been feeling well and I had to stay in my cell for a few days. Father, I would also like to tell you about another suffering, namely that in those days I experienced the agony of death, which lasted for three hours. This torment is purely interior. Its severity is beyond all description. But all this is nothing. It is all for souls. I now return to my previous thought. When I was left alone in my cell, I pressed the booklet to my heart, jumped out of bed, fell to my knees, and in fervent prayer thanked God for this great gift. Suddenly I saw the Lord Jesus in a great brightness and said to the Lord, Jesus, take me now, for your will has already been accomplished. Jesus answered me, My will has not yet been completely accomplished in you. You will still suffer much, but I am with you. Do not fear. I then saw you, Father, and Father Andrash kneeling at the feet of the Lord Jesus. You were both holding pens in your hands, and flashes of light and fire like lightning were coming from the tips of the pens and striking a great crowd of people who were running, I know not where, with their faces turned to the ground. As soon as they were touched by the fire, they turned their faces upward and held out their hands to Jesus. After that, I did not see anything more. I do not understand what this crowd was doing there, nor what all of this is supposed to mean. Dear Father, you wrote to me that, according to God's will, I have a director in Krakow. Yes, Father Andrash helps me a lot, and I thank God that he did not leave me alone. But Father Andrash himself advised me to turn to you, Father, regarding those important matters. In the course of one conversation I had with him, Father Andres expressed the following opinion about you, Father. You have really been blessed with a wise and holy spiritual director, a truly providential man. Be thankful to God for this. This made me very happy. And now with reference to my confiding entirely in Father Andras, I faithfully do this, and I am obedient to him in everything. 
I do not have any difficulties in this respect, because Father Andras's conduct towards my soul does not differ in any way from your conduct towards me, Father. Father Andras is very much in favor of this whole matter. And now, with regard to all these things, I will proceed more slowly, so as not to spoil anything. I arm myself with patience, despite these interior calls, and I shall wait for God's providence to make the first step. Father, you say that such a congregation would have to be established without me. Indeed, if such is the will of God, let it be done. Yet, before you begin acting, I would like to discuss certain things with you first, because in a letter I cannot write down everything fully. Let me just mention that I came to know three phases of life during which the divine mercy will pour itself out into the soul. I have not spoken about this to absolutely anyone so far, but for the last four months I have been talking to God about it, and on the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Mother I intend to talk to Father Andras about this, and shall then write to you, Father, about everything. Father Andras will tell me. It is difficult for me to describe everything in detail. I see that much has already been done for the glory of God, but there still lies a lot of work ahead of, of us. Holy souls who devoted themselves to the similar works have always been persecuted. It suffices to recall St. Francis de Sales, who, fearful lest scandal be caused to the little ones, was obliged to write a treatise to defend himself against slanders. And how about John of St. John of the Cross, St. Teresa, and many similar saints who had to fight great battles? I am very sorry that I enumerate them, Father, for you are well acquainted with them anyhow. I would like to say one more thing. God's presence pervades my soul as before. I feel that I am a child towards God. I take delight in him like a small child in its father. Jesus did not leave me alone for long. The sweetest Jesus sees how weak and very little I am, so he moved away from me only for a brief moment. Father, I would also like to inquire about your health. You have not written anything about yourself. I would not like to shorten your vacation. I would not like you to shorten your vacation because such a time of relaxation is indeed necessary in order to then work more effectively for the glory of God and souls. I am ending this letter and promise to faithfully obey Father Andras in everything and not to do anything on my own. I fervently pray for your intentions, Father, and entrust this work of God's mercy so that it may make its way into human souls. Father, I am unable to conceal my joy when I look at this work of yours, and especially at this image. I so much wanted to have it. You are well aware of this, Father. Yes, there is a lot of suffering in all this, but the joy is, a greater, is greater by far. I apologize to you, Father, for writing so incoherently. I kiss your hand, dear Father, and ask for your blessing. Oh, and one more word. I forgot to explain the matter regarding that apartment. Father, it was my intention to live in a single, any sort of apartment for the time being, for then I would have the freedom and liberty to see postulants and other people whom, I trust, the Lord Jesus would send to me. But may God's will be done. Your spiritual daughter, Sister M. Faustina. St. Faustina rejoices at the instructions she has received in the latest letter from Father Sapochko. 
She is also grateful for the booklet he published about the Divine Mercy. The humiliation from Mother Superior was probably done to purify Faustina's intentions, but the methods used to help one to grow in holiness in the religious life in those days would probably not be used today. Faustina relates a three-hour interior agony in which she shared Jesus' passion. She offers it for souls. She learns that she has more to accomplish before she dies. She also sees the good that Father Sopochko and Father Andrash are doing through their writings. Father Andrash also published a booklet on the Divine Mercy, which is translated into many languages and helps spread the message around the world. My congregation, the Congregation of Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, published his book in English. Father Faustina is willing to surrender to the idea of Father Sopochko founding the new congregation, but she has, she needs to share many uh, uh, things with him. She talks about how much religious founders and renovators have had to suffer through the centuries. It seems she's preparing Father Sopochko for the suffering that he'll have to endure when he founds the community. Faustina feels the consolation from God once again. And like a mother, she inquires about Father Sopochko's health. She tells him that she had envisioned the apartment as a place to interview and meet new candidates. But she surrenders everything to God's will. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org.